Okay, guys, um, you know, as a parent, if you are a parent, uh, I, I bet you've said this a time or two uh, while looking furiously at your uh, uh, unthinking teenager. Um, you know, you got a lot of splaining to do. Well, um, I, I say that to say this. I have a lot of splaining to do uh, for tonight, uh, just to let you know what we're up to, at least for a while. Uh, we are finished, as you, I think most of you may know, we're finished with chapter 1 of the book of Galatians. And I could very easily uh, go on to chapter 2. Um, but I hate to start Galatians 2 and then six weeks into it take 10 weeks off. Um, so I'd, I'd really prefer to hold on to uh, starting chapter 2 um, until we come back in the fall, which is like, it's not the fall anymore, it's August the 13th, I think, something like that is when we uh, resume, or at least I resume. Um, so I, I tried to think of something that would be profitable for us, um, uh, the way we could spend these six weeks profitably. And, and here's what I've come up with, and I, and I hope it's going to be profitable. Um, we, we, you'll, you'll have to be the judge of that. But um, having given some 30 to 35 weeks on Galatians 1, um, I could summar it up, summarize it up or summarize it for you this way. Um, Galatians 1 is, is Paul's defense of the gospel over against this different gospel. You remember, that's the, 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 the thing that really turned the corner at verse 6, where he talks about, I marvel that you have been called, uh, you, have been called you who have been called in the grace of Christ, that you've deserted for a different gospel. And, and so um, uh, Galatians 1, and the, by the way, the rest of the book, is, is Paul's defense of the gospel over against that different gospel as... as um, um, preached by the Judaizers. Um, so that's the, that's the one word that would summarize Galatians 1, the gospel and Paul's uh, uh, passion for it. The other thing, the other word that I would use to summarize Galatians 1 is the word testimony in that um, he gives his testimony in, in chapter 1. And you know, you may recall that um, he, the, the motive behind him giving his testimony is that he's trying to prove uh, the divine origin of the message that he brought as opposed to a, a human one. And that it was the, the criticism leveled at Paul that, you know, he got this from the 12, and he says, no, I got it from direct revelation. That's in verses 11 and 12. And, and so he goes to extremes to, to, to present for you uh, kind of a record of what happened to him, how he, how he became a Christian, and, and then what things happened. And by the way, uh, Paul gives his testimony three or four times in the New Testament. I think three of them are in the book of Acts. Um, so uh, he, but that's what he does in Galatians 1. He is, he is outlining uh, his testimony for you to prove the divine origin of his gospel. So what I'm suggesting is those are two words that, are, that, that make up a decent summary of Galatians 1. Uh, gospel and testimony. The gospel and his testimony. Paul uh, is seeking to defend and promote the gospel, and he uses his testimony to do that. Um, his testimony is serving the purpose of his promoting the gospel. Thus, 
I came up with this plan. <laughs> um, I want to take, I want to spend two weeks with you, two weeks of the six remaining. I want to spend two weeks with you doing what I'm calling a testimony project. Um, your testimony. Um, for two weeks, I'm going to try to give you the motive and the how-to of, of developing your own shareable, emphasis on shareable, shareable testimony. Um, gang, it, um, I wonder, I mean, we're, we're not going to call for a show of hands, but I wonder how many of you have ever publicly given your testimony. I wonder if you've ever thought it through. And if you haven't, you're, you're going you're gonna to enjoy this. If you have, then it'll maybe bore you to tears. But um, uh, developing your own testimony ought, ought to be a means of grace for Christians. It ought to be one of the first things that we do as we discover more and more about who we are now, having come to Christ by sovereign grace. So um, th- that's part of the motivation. The other part of the motivation is that <clears throat> your testimony is what I would call the first step in evangelism. Um, now, guys, um, I think that I'm not alone. I think many of you have a conscience about this thing called evangelism. That is um, our failure to do it. <laughs> our failure to be involved in something called evangelism. And if, and if our testimonies are the first step, that's one of the reasons that we don't do it very often. But um, uh, I, I think many of us, including me, have a conscience about uh, our, our failure in this thing called evangelism. And every time somebody brings the subject up, we say, well, uh, we, we run to the shelter of uh, evangelism is just not my spiritual gift. Well, I get that. But I'm afraid Jesus doesn't get that. Um, he doesn't give us that, that privilege of hiding beneath this, this shelter of, well, the reason that I've never shared my faith with anybody is because uh, it's just not my gift. Well, guys, you don't get that privilege. And, and what I'm saying is, that the first step of ever doing anything evangelistic would be the development of your own testimony. So, we're going to spend two weeks developing your testimony, your, your motive for so doing, and then the how-tos, and we'll do the how-tos next week. Um, but then those last four weeks, here's what we're going to do. Um, I told you that there were two words that summarize Galatians 1, testimony and gospel. Um, and that a testimony is the first step in sharing the gospel, or what we call evangelism. So what we're going to do for those last four weeks is I'm going to teach you about the other part of Galatians 1, that is, the gospel. I'm going to outline for you, and I hope it will be profitable for you, in four quick weeks, four easy little steps. That's not true. They're not easy, but a method a method by which you might be better prepared to do some evangelism should the opportunity ever arise. I, I'm going to try to equip you um, and, and arm you with a gospel presentation. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do for six weeks. We're going to do two weeks 
of developing a testimony. And um, we even have an assignment tonight. I've never done that before. I've never given an assignment. Um, but we got one tonight. Uh, you got a week to, um, to do it. But we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later on. Um, okay, so we're going to, tonight I want to kind of give you some, just some uh, uh, biblical oomph in terms of motivation of developing your own testimony. And then next week we'll talk about the how-tos, as I said. Um, uh, what is it that we can learn from Paul's testimony there in Galatians 1 that is transferable to our own testimony? Uh, what can we learn from Paul's sharing that will help us develop our own uh, strategy for building our own testimony. Well, guys, uh, I I really have said all this before. I I mean, not all of this, but this next couple of three minutes. Um, Guys, one of the things that, um, (laughs) um, you know, my wife did a a book study, uh, uh, and I'm borrowing this from my wife. She did a book study on Wednesday night. No, Wednesday night, Monday night. And, um, I mean, she just, bless her heart, she doesn't like a crowd. She doesn't like to stand on a podium, uh, much unlike myself. Um, but, um, so she prepares and prepares and prepares and over-prepares and over-prepares and over-prepares. And um, we talk about it for, you know, weeks uh, while she prepares. But anyway, one of the things that, that she came away with, and she came home and we talked about it that night, was um, when, when we had small children, we had three small girls, um, we had this thing called talking time every night. And um, uh, I would go from bedroom to bedroom to bedroom and, and, you know, get in bed with the girls and we'd have talking time. And, and a lot of times we would, we would read a Bible story or we would just have a talking time or, or we'd do something. But one of the things that we did is um, we taught them the, the children's catechism. Um, and it's a sweet little thing. We didn't get real far, but we, we you know, it was a good it was an old college heave-ho, but um, um, the children's catechism goes like this. Question number one, who made you? Um, the answer to the question is, God made me. And you can just see a little four-year-old saying, God made me, and how precious that is. And then the second question is, well, what else did God make? Well, God made me in all things. Um, and that's the second question. And then the third question is, um, why did God make me? Or you, why did God make you? And the answer is, for his own glory. And Susie said, you know, if people, if we could just get that much down, just that much, theologically, biblically, just our whole view of our existence, God made me, he made me and everything else, and he made me and everything else for his own glory. If we could only get that down, just that, it would change the way that we, uh, that we view life. I, I say all of that to say this, guys. When, when it comes to the testimony of the Apostle Paul, one thing that stands out completely, glowingly, brilliantly, is salvation belongs to the Lord. God, outside of him, outside of Paul, did something. Paul, as you know, is on his way to arrest Christians in, in uh, Damascus, and, um, and instead of arresting, he got arrested. God met him on a, on, a, on a road, knocked him down, picked him up, changed him, sent him off in another different direction. His life has changed. The, 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 the only reason I'm saying that, guys, is that when it comes to my testimony, one of the things that you've got to make sure that takes place is that the end result is 
that God gets the glory out of all this. And I'm not talking about your motive. And I'm just talking about the, when I'm describing what happened to me, the, one of the things that ought to bleed out of my mouth is God did something. Um, another thing I think that was, oh, by the way, the C.S. Lewis says, Christianity must be from God. For who else could have thought this up? Well, th- that's one of the, the notes that ought to be sounded in your testimony. That is, God did something and brought me to himself. Um, so we want the spotlight in our testimony to be on God. Secondly, <clears throat> um, there is a distinction that, that, that bleeds through all, of Paul that's, uh, all that Paul says. And it's that Christianity is not to be equated with religion. Religion is very performance-driven. Religion is very performance-oriented. The gospel is grace. You know, um, I I, um, was talking to a young woman who is a dear, dear, precious little believer just recently, actually this morning. Um, uh, Just a precious little thing. And... um, um, little little Baptist girl who is just delightful, and she wants to go and get rebaptized. And um, you know, is that gonna just be the earth-shattering, horrible, wicked sin? No. But don't do that, because guys, it's one more of those things that feeds this default mode that we all have of performing in a way that will make God happy. And if he's happy, he'll bless me and everything will be better. Don't do that. Have you been baptized? I hope you have. But now, now I want to do it again. No, no. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And, and religion is what says, we'll do it a certain way and, and a certain way, and it's and and, and, and uh, you know, dot your eyes and cross your t's, and 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 you know, woof, it all gets better. No, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if anybody had some performance, um, uh, if poor, performance could have saved anybody, it would have been the Apostle Paul. But his performance almost got him damned. All I'm saying is, guys, that in terms of when you read the story of the Apostle Paul. You, 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 these two things kind of bleed through. It wasn't, it wasn't me nor my performance. God did something. Those are two transportable principles that we bring in and take over to our own testimony, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't my performance. God did something. Now, very honestly, we've already, I already, I said that about six weeks ago. But this I haven't said in terms of motivation, guys. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prepare you to go home and do something that maybe you've never done before. But I want you to look with me at the book of Revelation, which, you know, I don't understand. But um, we'll look at it anyway. Um, uh, Revelation chapter 12, I want you to look at that. I want to read you just, by the way, this is a, Revelation 12 is a hugely dramatic chapter. I mean, it's all this stuff about Satan getting thrown out of heaven and all this, the dragon is after the woman and she's about to have a baby and the earth opens up and the water. It's just a, just a hugely dramatic scene. And I want to read to you verse 10 and 11. 
um, it says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Woo-hoo. Now look at verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives uh, to the death. But guys, that text says that there are two weapons that every overcomer uses. Overcoming what? Well, um, how about the fear of death? How about uh, a troubled conscience wounded by a moral failing. How do you overcome an enemy that wants to accuse you and accuse you? That's the word. Uh, Who accuse them before our God day and night. They're wicked. They're crummy. And you know, guys, we give him plenty of ammunition, do we not? Because there's there's a on occasion, we do things that we're so embarrassed over. And then we lie in bed, and then there's this, you mean to think and say, you mean, I thought you claimed to be a Jesus lover, and you did that? <laughs> in the midst of those accusations, how does one overcome? Well, one of the weapons is, he talks about the blood of the lamb. Um, Guys, um, one of the things that I want you to remember is that your testimony should be full of blood. But guys, um, the blood of the lamb speaks about a peace of conscience. Um, You know, um, it's it's 1 John 1, 7 where... um, uh, where John says the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. You know, one of the things that I need to tell the devil when he continues to torment me is that I need to tell him about the blood of the Lamb. And the blood, this is 1 John 1, 7, if you, I mean, if you like it, but, uh, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's what's in view here. That's the way God's people uh, overcome they use the te- they use this 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 assurance that the blood of Jesus Christ um, uh, cleanses us from sin. So all of these accusations that you have of me are true. However, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. You know, guys, one of the John Newton who uh, you know, if you if you want to read a fun biography, it wouldn't take you long. Um, you know how he. Uh, he became a slave trader. He became a slave trader because he worked on a slave ship. And uh, the, slave, the owner of the slave ship didn't like him and tried to kill him and threw him overboard and gouged him with a harpoon. And he was, it, somebody saved him out of you know, it. Was a, he's the one that wrote, of course, Amazing Grace. You know who John Newton is. But, um, and you know, John Newton, I mean, um, yeah, uh, John Newton was the one that counseled William Wilberforce in that whole big scene against slavery in England. If you ever saw the movie, that was John Newton that he fled to. And um, John Newton was, he loved to say this. 
Um, and he said it a lot. It, and it comes across in a lot of his writing and a lot of, um, in, a, in at least one of his songs, not Amazing Grace, but he, he loved to say this. I am a great sinner. And I have a great Savior. That's what this is talking about, guys, when it says you, that they pled the blood of the Lamb. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did that. Yep, I did that too. Oh, that was bad. That was not good. Oh, that was a, uh-huh. Got it. Oh, that was awful. But the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. I'm a great sinner. You're, you, you only know the half of it, Satan. If you only knew the other half. But we, we, we find refuge. We take refuge. We hide. Uh, one of our weapons is the blood of Christ. But I, 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 wanna, I could say I'll, the rest of the night on that. But I want to get to this other thing. The other weapon is the word of their testimony. Guys, um, without any, without any reservation whatsoever, when when he when when John writes the word of their testimony, he is talking about something that we say, something that ultimately comes out of my mouth. Tell me, has your testimony? Ever come out of your mouth? Maybe it has. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I would guess that a large or a, a significant majority, a, a significant percentage of, the, of God's people have never borne a testimony. Now, that's sad, but let me tell you why it's sad. Because it's one of our weapons. Every overcomer uses two weapons. The blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. (laughs) Gang, um, um, there's no weapon like the weapon of knowing who you are. And being able to articulate that. Um, Because I can guarantee you, you're going to have blowouts spiritually. And so what we have to do is go back and say, who am I? Have I defined that clearly? Even even for myself, guys. What, What is a testimony? It's a word concerning the blood of the Lamb. In your life. By the way, guys, the word that is translated, I, I started to write it on a board, but I didn't want to drag that whole board over here for one word. But um, the word that is translated testimony there, it's in verse 17 of that same chapter. It's in chapter 1, verse 9, and it's in Acts 1, verse 8. All the same Greek word. You know what the Greek word is? Marturia. What does that sound like? Um, Everyone who bears a testimony. By the way, the word is translated in the English in Acts 
a witness. But it's the same Greek word, martyria. Everyone who bears, who has a testimony is a martyr. Uh, we live our lives as, um, as one who is um, able to articulate what it is that the blood of Jesus Christ means to people who are as wicked as we are. We are. It's a weapon, ladies and gentlemen, and a weapon that you need. Um, your, your testimony is, is an instrument by which we overcome. We overcome troughs in our own spiritual development. We overcome our own failings. We overcome the accusations of the devil. We overcome temptation. By the word of our testimony. It's a, it's a fortress. It's a place of retreat. Uh, and, and it's, I, I'm, I don't have just vague religious daydreaming about, oh, I think I'm a Christian of some sort because I go to a church that really is conservative. No, ladies and gentlemen. It's something that has some um, definitive explicit, um, I was going to use, let me use it, quantifiable statements of who I am contained in it. Um, Now, let me say this real quick, just as an aside, because I'll I'll probably repeat this next week, because I I don't want to, I'm not trying to raise fears among you. In fact, I'm trying to I'm trying to get you over fears. But when I say explicit, you're thinking, and I say definitive. Well, I don't know exactly the date that I was a saved man. Don't worry about that, okay? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about having a date. Just relax. But what did happen to you? How is it that you know, that you know, that you know that the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed you from every sin? How do you know that? What things, what things are there to which you point as the, as the um, building blocks of your own testimony? What things, huh? Have you ever thought about that? That's why I think it's such a means of grace, ladies and gentlemen. Just to think through, why is it that I'm so certain that I belong to this lamb that shed his blood for sinners? Why is it that I think that? So confidently. Why? Um, guys, the, the re, one of my motives, or one of the motives that we all need to have, is that in the midst of this spiritual battle in which we find ourselves, all of us, one of the weapons, one of the weapons is a word of testimony. You know, guys, in my grace group, um, uh, we study Pilgrim's Progress um, every time. And um, after the first chapter, I look at the group in my living room and I say, um, you know what he's doing here? He's introducing a book in which he's going to give you his testimony. 
He's going to walk through the the city of destruction and the and the slew of despond, and he's gonna he's gonna tell you about how he got to the wicked gate, and then and then at that point at which he saw a cross up on a hill, and his burden rolled off his back into a hill, never into a hole, never to be seen again. That's what this book is. It's the testimony of John Bunyan, not John Newton, John Bunyan of how things happened to him. Have you done that? I look at the room and I say, have you ever done that? Have you? Well, that's our project for two weeks, guys. Um, you, you do know, um, uh, and I know you've heard this before, um, but I hope it'll take on new compulsion for you just because it... it um, uh, Peter, in First Peter 3... Uh, I'll read you the whole. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. Be be ready to give a defense as to who you are. You're going to need it at night. And you're going to need it as death gets closer. And you're going to need it when you fail. And you will. (laughs) You're going to need it. Be ready. And so that's what we're, we're, we're going to try to do is, is uh, get ready. So that's the motivation, ladies and gentlemen. The motivation is um, it's, the, it's the first step in evangelism. Um, it's a means of grace. And it's a weapon. It's a weapon that will get me through some rough spots in my own spiritual development. Um, next week, uh, we're going to talk about some how-tos, and that ought to be so simple that it bores you to tears. But you know, I was thinking this afternoon, if it's so simple, why have so few of us done it? Um, so, are you ready? Here's your assignment. And I mean this. Now, guys, you know, we're not going to card you at the door. Um, so, um, if you don't do it, you're still welcome to come, even though we will put you in the corner with a, with a, uh, here's the assignment. Um, I want you to write out your testimony, write it out, write it out. Uh, You can type it out and then print it off, but bring it with you, bring it with you, um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to go through some um, how-tos. And then as we do that, you can sit there and evaluate whether or not what you wrote down is, um, is headed in the right direction. So that's your assignment. Write it out. I mean, um, you know, in the office when nobody's looking. <laughs> I don't mean that. I shouldn't say that. But, guys, first of all, remember... Um, it's got to be full of blood. It's got to um, uh, demonstrate how well you understand that it has nothing to do with your performance, that God did something outside of you to draw you to himself. It's got to have a spotlight that's placed on what God did, not what you did. Um. 
And if we do that, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says that we sharpen our weapon. And I think that would be a good thing. So next week, uh, bring back in here a sheet of paper uh, with your testimony written out on it. Uh, Like I said, we won't card you. But I, I think if you've never done it before, ladies and gentlemen, this would be a means of grace for you. I promise you. I think for you to think through what, what happened there and then and to put it into some kind of sequential form so that maybe, maybe if the occasion ever rises, you can use your testimony to springboard you into a presentation of the gospel, which we'll talk about for four weeks before we quit. That's the plan. Let's quit. Our Father, um, I, I do thank you for the, uh, the work of grace that you have done in our lives. Um, we, are, um, we are conceived in iniquity. We're born into a world ill-prepared to leave it. Um, and then when we knew enough to choose rebellion, we did. And um, you have done something so wonderful to take us out of our love of sin and give us a love of righteousness. So I pray, Father, uh, like my wife said, um, that we would all understand that you made us. You made us in all things, and you made us. And now you have remade us for your own glory. Get glory, O God from us as individuals and as a corporate entity. Use us for the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And we pray, of course, in his name.